This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Swindon Town. felt like a long time without producing a pod over a week i didn't like it felt weird but we are back hello ryan hello everyone uh hello rich and yes it's great to be back isn't it it's a, certainly a long time it feels like like it's the start of the season again <laughs> almost honestly i i got into the press conference this morning i said to guys i forgot what football was um so, <laughs> you know it's, it's it's brilliant i didn't watch any international games i have to admit england i'll Albania, England, San Marino didn't really tick box the things I wanted to watch. Um, I'm a glory supporting international fan, you see. Um, so, no, it's, uh, I had a nice break from football. Put out a couple of pieces still, but it, it's good to be back on a press conference this morning and to see Ben Garner's lovely, shiny, bald head. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah, um, I watched the San Marino game and the Al- Albania game before that because, you know, it was on. So I watched it. And it is so funny for years watching or listening or reading England fans complain that we're not smashing teams like San Marino 10 0 on a regular basis. And we finally do it. And it is we. Um, and then we're bemoaning the standard of football teams we have to play at international level, which is funny. So we finally got that 10 goals, and people still aren't happy. What more can they do? I don't care, really. Um, that's for a different yeah. podcast altogether. Oh, that, that will be. I, interesting fact, just in case anyone wants to know, I did cycle up San Marino, actually. Oh, well done. Very lovely cycle, two and a half hours. 
you go from Italy into San Marino. Great little, great little stretch if anyone ever fancies it. This is dangerous because I do want to talk about that, but I'm not allowed to because this simply isn't the platform. I'm no cyclist, but I just like to hear about the scenery. It's been over a week since we podded, as in we, uh, me and Joe podded the uh, Newport County Cup win. Mm -hmm. And I just hope people are still listening because a week and a half is a long time. I started the pod by saying Wales, Wales, Wales. That's because we're all going to Wales this weekend. I'm going to Newport. And you're going elsewhere. Uh, I'm off on holiday. You're off to Newport. I mean, gosh, we're, we're invading Wales, aren't we? Taking over this weekend. Um, so typical, typical English mentality. Typical, there, typical right? English. Yeah. Shameful, <laughs> shameful. Start yeah. listing battles from 800 years ago to us soon. Okay, let's move away from that. It's great to be back, and you know we're we're going to cover the presser as normal but there was a fair few things that emerged over the last week and a half we'll start with international duty so a quick rundown of who did what and where so johnny williams was an unused sub but his vibe coordination was tip top as wales qualified for the world cup playoffs in which they will play their semi-final at home good luck to them kane kessler hayden played 45 minutes for england under 20s in the 2-0 loss to Portugal under-20s. Anthony Grant played 63 minutes against El Salvador and 22 minutes versus the USA. Both games finished 1-1, and we'll talk about Mr. Grant again a little bit later on. And finally, Jojo Wallacott played in Ghana's 1-1 draw against Ethiopia and kept a clean sheet in the controversial 1-0 win over South Africa. Ryan, I'm more than aware that you didn't watch any football, but did you <laughs> see this? Um, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. It was um, it was controversial, wasn't it? It was, um, it was never a penalty. Certainly up there uh, with one of those games, I guess. But it's really amazing, isn't it? We could be in a situation now where we could get to a World Cup next year and have a bunch of Swindon players there. Well, might not be Swindon by then. Have a bunch of Swindon players representing the club um, over in Qatar. Yeah, that, that that would be lovely. It would be lovely if if Johnny Williams and Jojo Wallacott were still with Swindon for those, um, for a World Cup. It's been tremendously frustrating to see Massimo Luongo go twice, once as a Swindon player and once elsewhere, and not get a game. But as it stands, another clean sheet for Jojo can only be positive for him. You know, the continent of Africa have to just deal with the fact that Jojo Wallacott keeps clean sheets as a rule. Yeah, they have to deal with it. And (laughs) and Swindon also have to deal with the fact that they've got a very promising keeper there that's putting himself in the shop window with a contract that runs out next year. So whilst it's great to see Jojo out there doing that from a Swindon point of view, if we're going to be selfish about it, he's a player that I'm sure a lot of clubs will be eyeing up at this moment in time. Which Stop you can it, read Ryan. more on my reasons in a, in a recent piece we did on. I'm going to have a shameful plug here. A, a recent piece we did on Total Sports Swindon for, you know, priority of contracts for certain players at the club. So go check it out. Yeah, I don't mind the plug. I don't like your attitude, though. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got every faith that these guys will stick around. We'll move on. It was also heartache for the under-18s as they were knocked out of the FA Youth Cup, having conceded two 
injury time goals to Colchester United at the county ground. We finished 2-0 to the visitors who will go on to play Arsenal under-18s in the next round. A great shame for Lee Peacock's Swindon players. It was. It was a great shame, wasn't it? We had quite a lot of faith, but, you know, Colchester have a brilliant academy there. They'll, of course, now go on to play the Arsenal uh, Academy. And it's a... it's the FA Cup. I don't know what else we can say about it. You know, it's unfortunate for them to win, but a great experience. Nonetheless, I really do value the FA Youth Cup and the FA Cup. I think it's a brilliant uh, kind of academy competition, but we were out. It was a good experience, and Bengana got a good look at some young academy players. Yeah, and, you know, we talked about it in the last pods. Harrison Minton and uh, Callum Winchcombe really did a good job when they came in uh, for Swindon in the Papa John's trophy. And, you know, hopefully it's a sign of things to come in terms of integrating our under 18s into the senior side. Well, it's refreshing. I think it's the word, isn't it? You know, so refreshing to see these young Academy boys that have been at the club come through all of kind of the different pathways that have been available to them and, and are now at a stage where they're actually getting into that first team. Um, it was a, it was a very positive performance for them against Newport. You know, I think it massively helped having Rob Hunt there. Ben Garner touched on that as well. Um, and Ben Garner said since then, you know, they've had a lot of the academy players training with the first team. And it's all about giving them now these pathways to advance into first team football, whether it be with Swindon, whether it be getting a loan deal or being sold to another club. But it's actually nice to see that we now have a connection between the first team and the academy and they're not not two separate entities. And finally, in elsewhere in Swindon Townland, the Football Association released the following statement this week. Further to the existing proceedings against Swindon Town FC, Lee Power, First Touch, Pro Management and Michael Standing, the FA has also charged Gareth Barry in relation to breaches of the FA's regulations on working with intermediaries. It is alleged that Gareth Barry has also breached intermediary regulations in relation to the ownership and or funding of Swindon Town FC. Swindon Town FC, Lee Power, First Touch Pro Manager Michael Standing and Gareth Barry all have until Wednesday the 1st of December 2021 to provide responses to their respective charges. Ah, it wouldn't be Swindon Town with without a little bit of that. The debris from the previous regime Rankin continues to find its way to shore and I suppose we have to accept this sort of stuff will pop up from time to time I'm constantly reassured that the club won't receive punishments such as points deductions especially in a week where we've seen Derby and Reading um, get theirs for various bits and pieces but I, I won't relax until a punishment is distributed so it's a case of waiting and seeing what happens on this front that's it it's just a uh, kind of claw back to to the dark days of the past for for Swindon Town um you know we won't we won't touch on it too much because obviously it's still an ongoing case at, at this moment in time but we there was always kind of that bit of I don't know what the word is I, I suppose there was always that bit of something in the background whereby we knew that Gareth Barry was involved but we didn't know to what extent and now obviously this has happened which probably the fact that he has kind of had this charge put against him by the FA leads you to believe that it's, it's more he's more involved than what was made out at the time so you know it's not it's not great for the club to be kind of involved in this even further in this in this ongoing dispute um but all we can do is move on and just wait and, and see what happens um like you said Point seduction, I'd be very surprised if we were in kind of that that territory. Uh, if, any, if anything, it would be more of a suspended points 
um, deduction. But, you know, it's a, it's just a throwback to a time that we never want want to be associated with again. And hopefully this can all be sorted soon. He's got, like you said, there to the 1st of December to reply. Hopefully this can all get sorted in the ongoing court cases can as well. And, and the words Lee Power never have to be echoed at the football club again. Mm. Well, let's see what happens. I'm sure there'll be a few more twists and turns uh, left, right and centre for quite some time. But that's all from that front at the moment. Let's talk about the press conference. So, Ryan, reading around and, you know, talking to who I talk to, it seems like Swindon had themselves quite a nice little relaxing week. Is that true? <laughs> it is true. Ben Garner was um, kind of outlining this for us this morning. You know, he, the players had uh, last weekend off, gave them lots of rest time. Um, to go and enjoy a bit more of a social life and also for the staff as well. Ben Garner touched on the fact that it was great for him because he went and spent a lot of time with his family. He was on full-time dad duty Saturday and Sunday uh, for Ben Garner and he said it was it was brilliant. You know, we we all the players and the staff needed that time to refresh both physically and mentally after they had quite a tough run of games in a short period of time. Um, and then after that, they had a really, really good full week of training. So, you know, Players have been refreshed physically, mentally. They've had a great week of training, and now it's on to Newport. And I'm I'm expecting a really good performance from Swindon tomorrow. Oh, that's nice to hear, and I hope you're right. Um, what we must do absolutely straight away is disregard the Papa John's Trophy performance result, whatever, because well, it's going to be two completely different looking sides for the game <laughs> this weekend, isn't it? It certainly will be. You know, does the EFL Trophy games when you have two teams? two teams of the same league go up against one though. It's not really a true reflection of what it will actually look like when they come to play each other in the league. Um, I suppose the only fair representation would be if you're in the FA Cup against each other, as we will be with Warsaw. Um, Look, it's going to be a tough game, you know, 26 points each. Newport played one more game. Form-wise, 1-7, drawn five. Newport have lost four. We've lost three. So there's not really much to split the two teams going into it tomorrow. Ben Garner, I have to say, you know, he's really impressed with Newport, actually, um, and what they've been doing this season. They've had that strong start to the season. He was kind of touched on the fact that they've got a good mix of youth and experience. And he said that James Robry, um, you know, he, he thinks he's a really good upcoming manager and and he's expecting a tough game and, and one where they can play a lot of different styles. Yeah, in terms of James Robry, it's not surprising that Ben Garner will be uh, banging the drum for him because... It's a very Ben Garner appointment, isn't it, <laughs> from from Newport? But boy, it's going well for them at the moment. Newport County have not lost since the 24th of September in the league. Seven games unbeaten, four victories and three draws. Loads of goals too, so they are scoring. Um, and I guess it's something that, you know, we go to these away games and because we're unbeaten away, we're kind of like expecting another one or at least positivity. But, well, this is one of our strongest tests away from home of the season, really, um, as the season rambles on. It is, but it's such a shame we're going to have to put an end to that unbeaten run for Newport, isn't it? You know, tomorrow. I mean, look, I'm, I'm going to go out on a whim and say that Swindon are going to put in a brilliant performance. I'm, I'm expecting that, of course. We'll touch on some of the injuries and players unavailable later on this, but Swindon should be confident. Why not? They were putting in some brilliant performances before this little break that they had. They've now had a full break 
international players have returned in in great shape as well. But of course, like you said, there is a threat there. I'm not expecting it to be a walkover. Dominic Telford, 10 goals. Brilliant. Courtney Baker-Richardson, five goals already, 15 goals between a couple of players there. And, you know, they certainly are on fire in terms of finding the back of the net. The worry for Swindon will be the fact that they've got these defensive injuries and, and it'll it'll have to be a a very attacking performance from town if they, they need to get an early lead. Well, let's talk about injuries then. So who... I know what Ben Garner's like. There'll be somebody injured behind the scenes and he won't name them, but who is definitely out? Well, the injury news that we can confirm is definite. Um, unfortunately, Romney Critchlow is still unavailable. He's still having kind of issues with that ankle injury that you picked up a while ago. Um, it has settled down his ankle, so the inflammation and swelling has gone down there, but he's still in the stages of rehab at this moment in time. So he's definitely out for tomorrow. Ben Garner's hopefully will be back soon, um, but it's still looking like maybe a week or a couple of weeks before it risk really depends on his rehab. Unfortunately, the other news is that Matthew Bowdry looks at for a lengthy spell on the spot sidelines. We're expecting it to be a couple of months. Um, he's damaged the tendons in his foot, I believe. Um, and Ben Garner just said, look, you know, it's, it's a bad injury. And the, the club were genuinely upset when he got that news because of how much of a top professional he is. What Ben Garner was quick to touch on with uh, sorry, with um, Matthew Bowdry is that even though he's not playing, he's in the building all the time and he's, he's a really good character to have around the club in the dressing room and, and his professionalism just seems to be rubbing off on everyone. Um, other terms of kind of news of availability, it's not as much injuries. Harry McCurdy, of course, will serve that one-game ban that he's got um, for his accumulation of yellow cards and Anthony Grant is unavailable because he is yet to train with Swindon Town after returning from international duty. Mm, okay, but what about the other international players? So Johnny, Jojo and and um, Arkes. Arkes. The other international players are all available. Johnny Williams, uh, Jojo and Kane Kessler Hayden have, have returned. Um, so that's all good for them in terms of when they actually did return. Kane Kessler Hayden's trained all week with Swindon Town. He played 45 minutes for the England Academy team last week. Uh, Johnny Williams has been training with Wales. Of course, he didn't get to play, but he was back yesterday. So he'll now have uh, two days training, Thursday and Friday, before he goes into Saturday's game. And Jojo's been back in since Wednesday. So, you know, minimum amount of time they've had training is Johnny Williams, two days. Um, the only other one, like we said, is Anthony Grant. He's back, but he's not in the club. Okay, so this is as good an opportunity for us to predict a starting eleven. What are you going for? Well, I think Jojo Wallacott, if we start with um, obviously him, I think he'll come back into this Swindon Town side and, and be there available in between the sticks for the club um, straight away. It's really interesting to see what they're going to do defensively, of course, with no Romney Critchlow and no Matthew Bowdry to step up into there either. Or Anthony Grant at the back as well, because he would have probably... Or Anthony Grant either. But I am still going to say that the club are going to stick with... Well, I was going to say a five-man defence, but I'm actually going to say the club are probably going to go more for a four-man defence, I expect. You know, I, I imagine it could be what I would play is Ellis Dolo, Akin Odomeo, Dion Conroy, and then Kane Kessler-Hayden. If you wanted to go to the three-man defence, you could possibly look to bring Rob Hunt into that three-man defence with Ellis Dolo and Kane Kessler-Hayden playing as wing-back still. Uh, but I would like maybe with a full week of training, they've had time to work on something else. So let's go four at the back there. Um Let's go for four-three-three formation. So in midfield, I'm going to go for Jack Payne, Louis Reed, and Ben Gladwin. 
And then I'm going to say up top, we'll have Tyree Simpson. I think Johnny Williams will, will kind of go back into the team. And I'm actually going to go out on a whim and say that Jaden Mitchell Lawson might get a rare league start as well up top. Okay. Okay. Or Alex Gilbert. Or Alex Gilbert, of course. But Alex, you know, he's, he's not star dimmed, but it's definitely a, um, not the foregone conclusion to be included in the 11. I think they might go with the three at the back with Hunt. They, they might go for it. Whether that's the right decision or not, I don't know. So Odomeo, Hunt and Conroy at the back with Kessler Hayden. You know, and do you know the reason I've got, not gone for that is because I think with the likes of, you know, Dominic Telford in such great form. Good point. And of course, with these injuries that Swindon have had to then play a system whereby you're forcing players to fit into a certain role that they wouldn't normally play, despite yes. Bengala touched on how Swindon have got that, that adaptability. I think it's, you know, maybe more of a risk than they than they want to take. They've had a full week's training. They're going to have time to work on a new system. So who knows? We, I, but I'm, I'm going to go for four at the back tomorrow. Yeah, okay. And and Gunner did talk about defensive reorganisation, didn't he? He did. He did. You know, he was quite keen to touch on this in, in his press conference day. You know, he said, look, the benefit for Swindon Town is even though they've not got this massive squad, which is what Ben Garner didn't want, they've got a lot of players that can come in and step up. And he also touched on the academy players that can come in and step up. You know, he even said that the likes of Harrison Minton might be able to come and step into the team because even though it was an EFL trophy game he played, it was against a good opposition with some senior players in there as well. So, you know, in terms of defensive reorganisation, Ben Garner says it's not a problem for them. We've got players that can come in. Um, and more than anything, he said, you know, we've got adaptable players as well. Um, before we get into uh, your part of the uh, the presser, a few other bits and pieces. Garner was asked about the, the game against Walsall in the FA Cup, um, and he's he's very much up for it. He is very much up for it, but it is still a while away, so you can understand how he's kind of, you know, didn't want to say too much about that. Um, you know, they want to try and get and try and win and get to the third round. Why wouldn't we? It's a great draw for Swindon Town. Um, it's not a long journey, was one thing he was keen to touch on. I think maybe it was a bit of a rallying call to fans there because he said it's not a long journey and I'm sure we'll take lots of away fans with us. And why wouldn't we, eh? We travel brilliantly and, and what an occasion it could be to, to get through to the Epic Cup third round once again. I think if we could just check the ticket office, they would probably tell him that it's actually going quite well in terms of ticket sales for Walsall. I think he's probably fully aware that Swindon will take a good crowd to the best Scott. Um, loan news. So Ricky Aguilar has extended his stay at Chippenham mm-hmm. Town and joining him is Harry Parsons, who gets his first loan move away. He made his debut as a substitute in their recent game. Aguilar doing very, very well, scoring, I think, his third goal in the uh, National League South for Chippenham. Logical moves there. And I would imagine Aguilar will probably be the standout of those two players simply for the amount of experience that he has at non-league level. And Parsons is still very much finding his way and this is his first experience down at that at that level of the game. It's an interesting move for Harry Parsons. I think that the basis for this loan move was kind of formed by how well Ricky Aguilar has done there. I, th- I feel that if Ricky Aguilar hadn't have had that kind of good spell at Chippenham so far, that Ben Garner wouldn't have allowed Harry Parsons to go out on loan to that club. Um, he has done well there. Ricky Aguilar's happily ha- extended his loan. The only question Ben Garner wanted to ask himself was, you know, whether we wanted these two players to play in these EFL Trophy games. But the reason that he didn't want to keep them is because if if the, if he did keep them for those matches, you know, Harry Parsons and Ricky Aguilar might get one game in in a blue moon and then be on the bench or not even in the match day squad for the next couple of games. So it was very unfair for their development. Harry Parsons did go to 
uh, Ben Garner, you know, he's a very mature person. He actually said to him, like, look, I want to go out on loan here. Um, and for Ben Garner, it was just about the timing to make it best for him and also best for Swindon Town as well. So he's really pleased with how they're both doing there. It's a good move for Harry Parsons and hopefully he'll come back a much more rounded individual as we've seen, you know, with the likes of Scott Twine before when he went out on loan. Hey, shall we listen to your questions? Let's go for it. Newport tomorrow, we, we've touched on it kind of briefly. It's very equal match team. So I suppose all eyes, well, sorry, all kind of indicators point to the fact that it'll be a very close game and, and probably not one of many goals you expect. Uh, I don't know. I never like to predict a game in that sense. Um, but they're strong, you know, good squad. Uh, they've got a big squad, lots of forward players. Um, they can rotate and change. Their front two at the moment are in really, really good form. Um, you know, I think they've hit in recent weeks has gone in. Um, so we know we've got to do well against them. But as always, we, we focus on us. We, we've got a way of playing. We've got a way of going about our business. We think we can uh, impose that, whether we're home or away. And we will look to do that on Saturday. And, uh, you know, we're looking to go there and win and come away with, with three points that will keep our momentum in the league. And with your international players kind of returning, a lot of those players were, were starting most games. You know, Johnny Williams was starting to get quite a lot of minutes under his belt, Jojo Wallacott as well, um, and it, also Kane. Is it hard to get them back into kind of the loop of things, I guess, given the fact that, you know, you just had this really strong week of training with, with all the other players? Not as much this time, if, if I'm honest, because we didn't have the game. Um, they haven't missed playing time. And it just worked out this time that they were back earlier. So, as I say, Kane has trained all week. So, um, basically, instead of training with us last week, he trained with England and had 45 minutes. Um, Johnny's been training with Wales, although he hasn't he hasn't played in the games. He was back yesterday, so he'll have two days training going into the game. And Jojo's been back in since Wednesday this time, so he was back earlier. So on this occasion, it's only Anthony Grant that hasn't trained with us um, this week. So on this occasion, it's actually been a lot better on the timings and, um, and the fact that we didn't have a game um, has, has made that process certainly easier than previous windows. And I just wanted to touch finally quickly on Anthony Grant. Um, he's a player at the start of the season that kind of was, was a big kind of fanfare made of him returning the fans. Fans love him, but you know he's he's had these international duty calls up. Of course, he went to some red list countries, so he's unavailable for lengthier periods. But how frustrating has this been? Because you get the sense almost that Anthony's, I suppose, not as much part of that team in terms of playing as many games as some of the other players. Yeah, I think for him, like you said, the the fact he went to red list countries and there were quarantine periods in in the early international breaks. Um, and then the way he's gone away this time, he's still not trained with us yet since returning. So it's frustrating when we're paying a player's wages and he's probably spent more time with his country in the last two, three months than, than he has with us. So mm. that's been a frustration. Um, but it is what it is. He wants to represent his country. We fully understand that. It's a great honour for him and his family. Um, and we've just got to try and manage that that process. We're, we've now, there's not another uh, international break um, until March, so we know that we've got these players through 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 to March now, and that can paint a different picture. So how hard has it been to manage that process? Sorry, you just you said about managing that. How hard is that to manage, and how do you do it? I guess. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's 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 hard. It's um, it, it is what it is in many ways. You know these. The international company they take presidents. We have to release the players if they're if they're called up. So it's more since we've come into the club, it's been right. What's the situation? How do we make the best of it? And that's what we will always look to do. So 
Uh, if we've got players going on international duty, we've got players injured, it's okay, what's the solution? What's the best way to move forwards? Um, if we need to make changes to the team, if we need to change our training schedule, if we need to promote the younger players, uh, that's what we will do. We're always trying to be positive and find solutions to things rather than, you know, dwelling on negatives or, or making excuses. Um, you know, we won't be doing that. We'll be trying to remain positive all the time and, and, and win as many games as football as we possibly can. Brilliant. Thank you, Ben. Good luck tomorrow. Well, thanks, guys. Thank Have you. a good day. Expectations then. So you asked Ben Garner about his expectations for Newport. Why were you looking for elaboration here? The reason I was looking for elaboration, Rich, is simple. We go into a pre-match press conference and sometimes we talk about everything without actually touching much on, on the upcoming game. The point of a pre-match press conference is to talk about the game as well. So I just wanted a bit more of an understanding from Ben Garner, you know, that, that like you said previously, it's such a big test for Swindon Town in the sense that we're level on points. That's a very similar. And therefore, I said to him, like, probably not really expecting many goals tomorrow, are we, Ben? And he said, look, I don't like to make <laughs> predictions, as you heard there. Um, he was keen to touch on the fact that they are a strong team. They've got a big squad with lots of forward players, you know, that, that, that can really rotate and change into this side. And of course, he touched on the fact that those front two are, are in brilliant form. And and possibly there's a little bit of hesitation there with how good Dominic Telford is, is, is playing at the moment. I'm sure he's wary of that threat that will be posed. But I just wanted to understand you know, a little bit more about the team and get them going as thoughts. Well, of course, Dominic Telford scored on that magical New Year's Day at Plymouth, didn't he? He opened the scoring for Plymouth before Swindon uh, did their thing with Doyle jumping in the crowd. Um, he's, he's having a real career highlight of a, of a, of a spell at, at Newport County at the moment. And I'm certainly... I'm certainly a little bit more wary than maybe others in terms of what they can do. But frankly, anything, Ryan, anything, anything, anything can be better than the last time we played at Rodney Parade. Um, oh, can't believe um, almost two years ago with Josh Sheehan scoring after about, you know, 40 seconds or whatever it was just taking my seat and there away it was it was just such a poor performance by Swindon and of course we could lose by more but that performance was a real stinker <laughs> it was but we're not gonna touch too much on that new team new club in many ways great players and and I'm not expecting anything such as that so don't you worry Rich your trip to Wales will hopefully be a happy one yep um, I really hope so of that squad only Rob Hunt will probably feature for Swindon <laughs> all have since gone or won't be available. Um, was injured, I yes, think. Yeah. So it was Bender, Hunt, Broadbent, Edmonds, Green, Caddis, Rose, Grant, who won't be playing this weekend, Isgrove, DJ, Woolery, Yates, and coming on was Scott Twine and Cam McGilp. There we go. Um, okay, so that's your first question asked. Lovely. And then... We get into fitting in returning players. I, I kind of was doing my prediction for this game in terms of the lineup earlier on. And I must say, I was not like scratching around, but I think there is very much with the players that are out, there's very much an 11 at the moment. There's not much sort of debate for fringe players. We do seem to have like a rigid 12, 13, and once two of those are gone, it kind of picks itself in many ways this squad it it does it's 
you know, it, one thing that Ben Garner was keen on when he moved to Swindon was that he didn't want to have this massive squad. But at the same time, we're now in a situation whereby you know, if we pick up a couple more injuries, we could be looking at, you know, quite a stretched team at this moment in time. I really just wanted to get his understanding on how he fits put returning players in because it can't be easy, as you heard me say there. You know, you've had these this great training session uh, all week long that you've been talking about. And yet you've you've had to have probably some of your most important players either unavailable or coming back late for only a couple of days of that. What Ben Garner said, which, you know, like you heard, it's it was it's been a lot easier for him this time because we didn't have these massive long distances for players to travel or any of this isolation going on either. Um, so it was good for them. And I really just wanted to to get an understanding of how long players have been back, as we heard there, you know. So players are back, but of course, as you'll hear from as you heard from my final question, it was about Anthony Grant and, and where he is. Yeah, so Anthony Grant, um, I put on social media the other day, an absolutely remarkable season, really. In terms of he was released, um, finished with Swindon, gone like all the others. And then Steve Mildenhall needed to build a squad for a friendly against Supermarine, which we were... I don't know if we were obliged, but we wanted to honour it instead of calling it off because we didn't have a squad. So, you know, various players were brought in, both trialists, former youth players, and and one Anthony Grant turned up. And, you know, this was on the eve of the takeover. So it was it was seen as a huge positive and he trained well. He impressed the new manager. He got himself a one-year deal. He started the season in the first 11. He went through all of the month of August playing all the games. And then he got an international call-up to which, you know, reflected that he was playing well. And he got the dream call-up to Jamaica. And he's not been seen by Swindon since. He's played about six games for the Jamaican national team in that time. And, and I think he might have been on the bench for Swindon once, maybe twice, no more. What, what's going on here? Well, that's why I asked the question, because I simply don't know. I do not understand it. Um, what we can see is, you know, that there has been a lot of international breaks, but from Ben Garner's point of view, from that audio that I, we just played there, I really got a sense of getting a bit pissed off now with all of this kind of Anthony Grant being away. And, you know, he was, he's was he been in and out of the country and then he's had to isolate and then he's had to go back to Jamaica and, and there's a, there is frustration. That's what Bengal says. Look, there's a frustration there because, you know, we're paying a player's wages and he's spent more time with Jamaica than he has Swindon Town recently and he's played more matches for them as well. OK, but at least two games we could have called off if it was that much of a burden. So we've, we've called off the last game against Crawley, but the two games before that, if it was that annoying and if he was that integral to the Swindon Town team, they could have they could have postponed two other games. That is true. That is a that is a fair point to make, and and I don't want there to be any miscommunicated message going out here that Ben Garner's got a problem with Anthony Grant. Because I don't feel that's what it is. You know, Ben Garner then went on to say that you know he wants to represent his country. We understand that, and it's a great honor for him and his family. It's all about managing the process for Ben Garner and his staff there. So you know, it's maybe not the most difficult task because, of course, like you said, we we did have the option to call off games, but. Bengal is always looking for positives and he's always looking for solutions. He doesn't like to sit there and have a problem and un- he's unable to solve it. So, you know, it's all about moving forward. They're bringing in a lot more academy players into the training system at the moment. Of course, January's just around the corner, but I'm going to go out on a win- whim here and say that, you know, Ben Garner's comments about Anthony Grant's player wages 
might mean that Swindon are looking to free up some wages there in January. So we could we could see an exit. We could, especially as you know, I mean, we don't have any internationals now until well, I don't think and. Anthony Grant has anything now until March, which is a long, long sort of, there's a lot of games that's going there. And if we're having injuries to, I know he doesn't like playing centre-back, but he's an option there. Um, Then, you know, what I'm trying to say here is, you know, many of us, especially those who contribute to the pod, do feel that he's finished at Swindon now without any knowledge of whether there's been a fallout or what have you. We, I guess, we're not in a position where we can carry or carry players through or allow them just to spend half their time elsewhere when, when they're needed at the club. It's a very, it's a very awkward situation. And Anthony Grant's at a stage of his career where he probably wasn't ever expecting to play international football. And he's then, I imagine his country first club second at the moment, but it's all about managing that situation. But if Baudry's out for two months, and that therefore caters, you know, that that includes the Christmas period, which is busy, then he absolutely has to be available and and ready to play. And I'm more than sure he will be, unless there's trouble in paradise. You summed it up. Do I even need to comment? (laughs) You've summed it up there and then, you know. He's a player we could need. He's also a player that if everything goes right, we probably won't need. So, you know, it's it's a risk to take, but... Is there a wage there that could be freed up by having someone in that you know is going to be there every single game? Possibly. So that, that'll be a decision that Ben Garner has to make because I totally get Andy Grant's point of view that he wants to play for his country. Ben Garner understands that. But you have to be selfish if you're managing a club team as well. And you have to do what's best for the club at times. Mm, indeed. Okay, so that's pretty much it. So what's our predictions for this weekend? Let's see how wrong we get it this time. So I'm going for a couple of goals. Swindon Town 2, Newport 1. I'm going to go 2-2. Two, two. I, I think uh, I think Newport are good. I really do. Um, I do hopefully. fancy Newport to score first, though. Yeah, well, again, any, I'll be looking at the clock at four, 40 seconds <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> and hoping we at least beat that. Ryan, thank you very much. Thank you very much, everyone. The Low Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of the presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.